0: welcome back to what do you want to watch episode 18 hosted by myself nathan english and david dirks and this week this time i guess i should stop saying this week we're doing two a week now this time we're going to be talking about the upcoming holiday this is going to drop on sunday and the next day is fourth of july and we're going to do on fourth of july what we do every single day of the year and that's watch some freaking movies Mm -hmm. so we're going to tell you about some movies you should watch on fourth of july So, we're going to list some four, we're going to list four each and then talk about some essential elements of a Fourth of July movie. So, let's get into it. All right, David, big question, first question, got to ask it. What is a Fourth of July movie? America. Yeah, I think you kind of hit it. It's got to be about America. (laughs) That's pretty, that's, that's pretty good.
1: Pretty good answer there. Come on. Four years of college. Come on.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess if we should ask more specifically, what are what are some of the elements of a fourth of July movie to you? What makes a movie a movie that's a fourth of July movie that you can watch on the fourth? I feel like
1: which not every what I would label as a fourth of July movie is like this, but I feel like there's just like this intense antagonist and whether it's you know the white house or whether it's the u.s army or whether it's just very patriotic citizens they got to overthrow that antagonist to save the planet or save america and mm-hmm. it's dramatic and it's intense it's action and at the end right the the thing that didn't seem to to possibly have happened uh happens and america wins the world wins, and. There are crying families and tears of joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I I would agree for the most part, except I zag hard on one of of my movies that I have. Um, But yeah, I think, first of all, America itself, the government kind of has to be a central character, it seems like almost. There's got to be some element of it. Ironically, though, normally the protagonists are defying what the government wants them to do in these patriotic movies, which maybe tells you all you need to know about the American government. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I would agree. Um, Here's a question I have. Does the movie have to be set on the 4th? Or at the very least, does it have to take place during obvious summertime?
1: To answer your first question, I don't think it has to take place on the 4th. I'm actually not even sure. I I think most of our movies don't.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure only one of them. For sure takes place on the fourth, maybe two.
1: However, a second one, possibly. But also you could have a movie like Die Hard. Is that like a good Fourth of July movie? But that's not in the summer.
0: Well, they so they actually, I think, originally released that movie in the summer, but I guess you could, but isn't that I would consider that a Christmas movie. However, Die Hard with a Vengeance, I would say, could be considered a fourth of July movie. That's clearly a summer die Hard movie. Um, maybe so, it does have to be in the summer you could go there
1: because like every movie I'm thinking of the ones we have you know and a couple others like it's, it's all warm it's all at the least sun is, the sun is high at you know? least
0: a significant amount of the movie it, it I think it has to have one of two criteria or both at the same time it has to either be like intensely intensely about America and, and the American government possibly military element and or it has to take place in the summer. If it's, if it's so intensely about America itself and about patriotism, maybe it doesn't have to take place during the summer. But if it's just tangentially related to America, then it absolutely must take place during the summer. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I get that. That makes complete sense, especially like the vibe of 4th of July. You're outside, you're wearing yeah. a t-shirt. You might even be watching this movie outside you're not going to be watching a Christmas movie that talks about it. Like you want to watch like a Mm -hmm. intense patriotic movie uh, and Mm -hmm. and the ones we have listed. Uh, So yeah, no, I I get that, that summer feeling for sure. I get that.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's just, I guess we could just get right into it. Let's just start, start with our lists. David, what what do you got for your first pick for your 4th of July movie?
1: Uh, It's one that if I asked every single one of you to guess like an, like a, a 4th uh, of July movie. This might be the movie you say. And I actually almost just said it. Uh, Independence Day, uh, 1996. Um, actually won an Oscar. But starring Will Smith, Will, Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Jeff Goldblum.
0: Controversial. Will Smith. Can't believe you did it. I actually just forgot
1: all that happened. There's just so much that's happened. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, I think everybody has seen this movie, right? Everybody has seen this. But essentially- oh, yeah. Aliens are coming, and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. And fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. Do you think they did it on purpose? There, the will to survive. Will Smith?
0: Um, no, I bet that wasn't a Will Smith pun. I bet that was just oh. a, a thing. But um, I well, guess, I guess, in this movie, Will Smith actually. Technically, Will Smith is not the best weapon. The best weapon is Jeff Goldblum. That's <laughs> he's, true. He's the eventual savior. Here, here's a question I have for you about Independence Day. Everybody's seen it. It's fun. Is it good?
1: That is a very good question.
0: I I think so. I okay. think it's
1: I think it's good enough where for like a holiday such as this, like you can rewatch it and like truly enjoy it, right? Will's will smith has some funny moments there's some comedic relief and uh there's some intense action and you know there's parts to get your heart beating where you're like Mm. come on boys we got to do this you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i I think it is good it's not great you know it's um yeah there's really not much more explaining than that it's probably i think it's good yeah
0: yeah and i think that you know honestly this movie would be I don't know, extremely forgettable. I don't know about forgettable, but wouldn't stick with me near as much if it weren't for Bill Pullman's speech uh, right before they're about to go attack the aliens. Uh, I'm just going to read the whole thing in its entirety because it's fantastic. Pop off. First, he says, good morning, but the PA is not working. So he says it again. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We are fighting for our right to live, to exist, and should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, But as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Let's go! Exactly. So that that, that speech alone makes this movie. Um, And Will Smith's obviously hilarious. And Jeff Goldblum is doing the neurotic oh my god everything's going on and what is yeah. what's happening jeff Goldblum, <laughs> which is great too so yeah but this movie is prepare yourself it's two and a half hours <laughs> wow really long. is it really yeah, yeah. it is yeah, oh it's two and, a half hours. and like there's some just casual murdering of millions of people in this film like entire cities are already smoked to the ground
1: all right and there's a scene where there's people on top of a building like looking up and they just get doinked
0: yes so that just the white house is like the blowing up of the white house is one of the most iconic shots and yeah so (laughs) a lot of people just die except for that damn dog that dog lives oh my goodness uh what a guy all right so independence day david's 1-1 a great pick yeah gotta gotta watch it i had to go for something more modern um could have actually gone for its predecessor but I, I, this is just going to be my plea. I'm picking Top Gun Maverick. Um, Mm. If you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, what, what a great way to spend your 4th of July. Um, This movie is much better than the original. Uh, It understands everything about the original and improves upon most, if not all of it. So there's that. Uh, The action scenes are great. And, you know, I, 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 Made the military seem way cooler than it probably is in real life, so I think it accomplished all those things. And yeah, this is the movie I've seen twice in theaters now, um, and I'd probably go back and see it a third time. That's how good it is.
1: Yeah, dude, this this blew me away. And honestly, I wasn't even. It wasn't until like a couple days before I made the decision to watch it, did I want to watch it in theaters. I I wasn't planning on it. And it was just like, yeah, it's out. And then it came in with just crazy good reviews. And like, that didn't like fall like a week went by and there were so crazy good reviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, bit the bullet and decided to uh, watch it. And my goodness, this is a beautiful movie. It was so
0: good. It's, it's, got all the hallmarks of recent Tom Cruise in that they tried to make everything look as practical as possible. So no, Tom Cruise is not actually flying the jets. The Navy would obviously not let him do that, but you're in the aircraft and during all the aerial scenes and you feel like you're going, taking the turns with them. You can feel the G's almost whenever, the speakers, like if you go to a good movie theater, the speakers should be really loud. And whenever they do any sort of aerial maneuver and you hear the sound of the wind rushing and it's so cool. Then breaking the sound barrier, like everything in this movie is amazing. And it's, it uses its time so well. Like this is a two plus hour movie that does not feel like a two plus hour movie. This feels like 90 minutes max. Cause when you're done, you're like, that was it. I want to keep going like where's the other flying scenes not to say like they left you hanging but like it just goes by so quickly and yeah this movie deserves the hype that it's getting yeah
1: I think what blows me away the most is like learning that the actors actually went through like extensive g-force training sessions and actually learned how to fly f-18s and Mm -hmm. like had to like set their own cameras in the cockpit and like the lighting and then Mm -hmm flew you know after like three months of training like flew these old discontinued f-18s and like they that was that was a lot of the, the fight scenes and it just blows me away that like not only like do these actors like oh i gotta you know create mm-hmm. good movies and act and all this they like took the role and were like yeah i'm gonna learn how to fly a freaking f-18 mm-hmm. and uh that's just i don't know when an actor goes like above and beyond and like something like that that just kind of my respect for them raises like knowing that they spent hours to just perfect their role and specifically miles teller just did he's very very good a good job he's he's one of the younger actors of today who uh really has a very bright future already has a bright present i guess he's done many good roles including this and whiplash and uh footloose and uh
0: (laughs) i just think footloose in there yeah
1: But um, he's I think he's got a bright future, and he's uh, just did an exceptional job uh, in this movie.
0: Yeah, Uh, this movie has made over a billion dollars to date at the box office. I'm sure it's going to have a humongous Fourth of July weekend. Um, but you know, in closing, just the last thing I want to say about this is it reminds me of a 2001 some 41 album that's just called All Killer No Filler. There's no filler in this movie. The entire movie is great. So if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. And go watch it with your dad. Your dad will love it. Every dad dad. loves this movie. Your dad will cry. Certified dad classic. All Mm -hmm. right, David, what do you got? What's your second movie?
1: I, uh, you know, when picking these, I was like looking up some movies and like, man, I could pick really just obvious ones. One, two, I didn't want to pick, just take all of the top ones that you might've chosen from also. So I tried to dig a little deeper and my second movie is National Treasure. Ooh, starring Nicolas Cage.
0: Man steals the Declaration of Independence.
1: Yep. And that, that's really, that's the movie. There's a, right, there's a, there's a hidden message on the back of the Declaration of Independence. And uh, that's, that's really the goal. It's kind of a different take though, really on what the two movies we just listed. And uh, that it's like an, an adventure, like a treasure hunt almost. And they got to, right get to this um, document obviously that's very well secured very well um, watched over and uh, are trying to right find this treasure before the antagonist mercenaries can get there and do things with it that um, Mm -hmm. aren't aren't good for it you know so Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this movie I know Mm -hmm. I know you just really love Nicolas Cage and you really appreciate this movie, but I want to hear your unbiased kind of opinion on this.
0: You know, the way that you said that makes it sound like I hate Nicolas Cage. I don't. I just think that Nicolas Cage, while being in many good movies, is also in an, an inordinate amount of bad ones. That's true. Um, as well. This movie for me is what happens when you combine the idea behind Indiana Jones with an eighth grade US history class. And that sounds derogatory, but it's not. This movie is not as good as Indiana Jones movie. It's better than Crystal Skull. I'll say that. It's better than the fourth Indiana Jones movie. I respect that opinion. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's just a fun movie. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Um, for example, Nicolas Cage's character, his name in this movie is Benjamin Franklin Gates. Like, come on. Like, we're landing on a little thick, aren't we? But He's it's related, it's, bro it's enjoyable uh it's one of, it's a one of the better Nicolas Cage movies to come out in the 21st century I would say but yeah I had a good I had a good time with this I don't I think it's been since actually eighth grade history class since I've seen this movie that which maybe I need to fix that
1: yeah it's been a while and I think it's one of those like obviously there's some mistakes in it obviously there's some you know cheesy moments but like if you sit back and enjoy it and look past kind of those moments like it really is pretty enjoyable and adventure side of it kind of which are all of us as kids growing up love this movie because it's that adventure like intense Mm -hmm. you know are they going to get there can they get away is Mm -hmm. there actually treasure you know and i think that's something that you know we can enjoy despite it being you know kind of maybe a dated movie maybe a a cheesier cheesy
0: yeah yeah i think that people that were adults when this movie came out um probably have much lower regard for this movie but this movie was extremely impactful for our generation like i said they would show it in history class but also people were quoting it all the time the stealing the declaration of independence meme has become a huge thing for us and like this is just one of the movies that like it's kind of like the grinch that we talked about with christmas movies and stuff um the the grinch has become like a movie that a lot of people older than us would frown upon but our generation it matters so much to us because we were all watching it as kids National mm-hmm. Treasure, I think, is that kind of in that same vein. So, good yeah, pick. absolutely.
1: David. Thank you. Thank you.
0: What's your What's your second pick? Uh, my second one is a, a movie from a genre I don't normally like, but it's so well done that I really enjoy it, and that is Hidden Figures. Um, so, Hidden Figures is the story about the first uh, well, it wasn't the first, a team of black mathematicians who were working for NASA, female as well so in the time that they're working not only were they being discriminated against for their race but also for their gender as well go america in the Mm -hmm. 50s we sucked still do actually but anyway and, and it just tells how important they were to the space program and to essentially getting a man in orbit um and this is a real story um based on you know, actual events that happen in the US and it's patriotic because, you know, a lot of times we hear about ways that things happen that we didn't hear about in history class, you know, I, I don't remember hearing the names of these women, whenever we were talking about space travel. In history that just that just wasn't coming up you know nobody talked to me about katherine johnson dorothy vaughn or mary jackson nobody said those mm-hmm. names to me those never registered but these are people that were important in creating something great in america so we should honor them and they did with a movie and i think that's really cool but uh, yeah. overall this movie's just it's just really good it's a very good based on a true story movie which i normally steer away oh. from because mm-hmm. i just generally don't like them. They try to go too much for the emotional moment at the end, but Taraji P. Henson is very good. So is Octavia Spencer, as always. Janelle Monet is good. And then this also has a pretty, pretty stellar cast outside of that. It's got Kevin Costner, Kristen Dunst. The weirdest person in this movie, I don't love Jim Parsons, is Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. He feels kind of out of place um, in the film, but everybody else feels like they're supposed to be there. And I, I think it's really good. Also, connection to my first movie, Glenn Powell is in this movie. He plays John mm-hmm. Glenn, which is cool. But David, I, I know you've seen this. What did you think of this movie? I actually haven't. Oh, you haven't seen this? No.
1: And I was upset when I just looked it up and I, literally it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, what are you doing?
0: Okay, so <laughs> so as I'm telling everybody listening to this podcast to watch this movie, I'm also telling my co-host to watch this movie. Yeah, it's I great.
1: I don't know why... I, I thought this was one of those like I'm, there's nowhere to watch it. I gotta wait. But how long has it been on Disney Plus?
0: Um, I don't I don't know. I know I I mean it was a Disney, it was a Disney movie. I know. What's also important about this movie, I think uh, a, and at least I, I haven't seen it in a few years, so I could be incorrect, but a lot of movies about racial injustice that come out have a white savior complex in which there's a nice white man that has to come in and save or a nice white woman that has to come in and save the black characters and kind of help them. But this movie clearly outlines that the reason that these women succeeded was not because a person came in and helped them. It's because they were brilliant and they were mm-hmm. hardworking and they did what they had to do against great odds, which I think is just really cool. So Yeah, yeah I've heard a lot of good things about this.
1: And you mentioned like, I, I, I feel like, a lot of movies today are, are made based on true stories and I feel like that's almost like the easy uh, route to take for a movie now it can, it can still be very good and still be very uh, complex uh-huh. but there's so many we see many uh, uh, biopic bi- biopics and so many based on true stories unless kind of like original from scratch but uh, just based on what I've heard from you and from others like this really just did a good job of capturing what happens but kind of in a, a realistic and not a not a money grabbing kind of way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go watch Hidden Figures, David. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. All
0: right. What's your third pick?
1: Um, my third pick, we're back to the classics, 1985, the fourth edition of Rocky. Um man, this this movie slaps. I don't even care. But uh my dad always tells stories of seeing this in theaters and you know, at the end, he, of course, People we're standing up and cheering. Yeah, we, we had our moment with Endgame. But he said, "What a, compared to this, what a just weasel of a movie. When they like Rocky <laughs> Four, everyone's like screaming, like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, Rocky Balboa yeah. has just defeated freaking Ivan Drago. And I mean, uh, t- he- take that Russia, like, oh, He defeats
0: he defeats communism with punching in this movie. Like at the end of this movie, Rocky is so heroic as a boxer in fighting Dolph Lundgren that the Russian crowd starts cheering for him. Yeah, and
1: then they're all killed weeks later for you know going against going against her. But like this is just right. This is obviously Apollo Creed has just been killed by Ivan Drago, and you know not only does that like infuriate you, but finding out that he really isn't all that sorry. Right. He he always kind of is cocky about it. Like you just should have been a better boxer and like Mm -hmm. that really just irritates you. And they obviously clearly write them to be pretty big antagonists and they want you uh, to hate them. Yeah. And man, just at the end when really it's not even doesn't seem like Rocky can win just the size difference and the muscle difference Man, he he pulls out and just he wins and america wins and it's just so hype
0: i i i think that the end of this movie really saves it um i i, I don't know again i would have the same question this was an in Independence Day category i'm not sure that this movie is good but it's watchable if that makes sense um, it's rocky because at the end is really just genuinely very entertaining that um but you forget about the weird stuff like rocky's robot butler in this Um, in this movie and the kenny Loggins training montage that also happens where rocky grows a beard and runs up and down a mountain in russia um but yeah i mean all that matters for the fourth of july stuff is at the end Uh, america triumphing over communism once again i'm sure good old ronnie reagan was really happy when this movie came out come on so is this your favorite rocky of the five Uh, I used to have that answer. Um, I don't think so anymore. I think that Rocky one is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's the most down to earth one. Rocky two is also very good. I think at the, they just, you know, they had to keep stepping it up a notch and by the time they're making this fourth one, it's like, Holy crap, what are we doing here? But I, I still think it's enjoyable, but I think my favorite now would probably be the first one.
1: Yeah, I think one, one, two, and four are the watchable ones. And then three and five are like,
0: eh. yeah, three is not. You know. I, I haven't seen three in a while, so I probably have to go back and watch it. It's not great. Um, five is nobody should see that movie. <laughs> five is a pile of dog crap. So, don't Which that's ever really watch sad.
1: That. They should have ended with just Russia losing, America winning, Rocky Balboa winning. They should have ended the series with that, you know?
0: Yeah, but if they didn't keep screwing up, we wouldn't eventually get Creed. So, that's true. Which Creed, Creed one, is- I haven't even seen two, but Creed 1's very good. Creed's great. So, there's that. All right, my third pick um it is I don't know. I I, I think this movie qualifies cuz it's so supremely about America and it's actually a rom-com. <laughs> it's called The American President. Um and the reason I put this for 4th of July is if you would like to slip into a fantasy world in which the politicians in the US are it's easy to tell who's good and bad, and the guy in the president's office is absolutely good, moral and upstanding, and wants to do what's best for America, um, and also would like to see him rom-com, then yeah it's great, uh, this, this is a movie uh, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, the two collaborated also on A Few Good Men. Um, yeah, and it's got Sorkin's classic, like idealized version of American politics and where every citizen cares about the government and every politician cares about the citizens, uh, which, which is not actually the case in real life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. It's got. It, I, I, I'm going to slip into my David Stellar stacked cast, but it does have a stacked cast. I mean- It's got a great Martin Sheen performance as the chief of staff. Uh, Michael J. Fox is is also fantastic in this movie. Annette Bening is the romantic interest. And she is also fantastic in this movie as a lobbyist and environmental lobbyist that ends up dating the president, which I'm pretty sure would be highly frowned upon and maybe even possibly illegal actually in real life, but that's great. And then Michael Douglas is the president. Um, And, and, I would argue a better president even than Bill Pullman is in Independence Day, which is high praise. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a good idealized version of American politics. And if you want to kind of feel good about America for a little bit, you can watch this movie, and then you can go outside and realize that that's not the world that we live in.
1: Yeah, and but the movies for a reason, right? A little little bit of escape for just a moment, just a, yeah, yeah. This, this is moment a good of happiness. Escape, this movie
0: also just a really good rom com. If you just like good rom coms, it's it's you know. It's got Sorkin dialogue in it. And if you Ooh. don't know who Aaron Sorkin is, he wrote The Social Network, Molly's Game, The West Wing, A Few Good Men, this movie, Moneyball. Like, It's, it's going to be well-written, you know that. So you should go out and watch that. It can't be better than The
1: Proposal with
0: mm. Sandra Bullock and it, Ryan Reynolds. It, it, can... it can far exceed The Proposal in terms of quality. It can, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It can I'm just... completely joking. <laughs> I hope so. Uh... I, I, it's going to be a while for me before I watch another Ryan Reynolds movie voluntarily. I'll tell you that. Although his newest one was probably his second best. <laughs> of what ever? Yeah. I, I get. I don't. I watched. I didn't like it. The Adam Project? No. Really. Oof. The Adam Is Project. It? Having to go through the gauntlet of Ryan Reynolds movies and watching Free Guy, Red Notice, and then The Adam Project. Get that man away from me. That's true. Although the other product, he actually,
1: he actually had his first like emotional and serious moment there about halfway through and he was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. And then he continued to make the same jokes he made in the, made in the previous two movies throughout the rest of that film. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. The kid was funny. All right, David, what's your last pick?
1: Uh, My last one. uh, Another one I tried to dig a little for. uh, I chose Olympus has fallen and uh, it's, I kind of like the movies we picked because I feel like they're all kind of different in their own way. And with this one, the U S is, the white house is getting attacked and uh, it's up to a secret service service agent uh, who's been trapped inside during this uh, attack to uh, right, to win the day for America uh, and the white house. And it's, you know, we're asking ourselves again, like, is this movie really good? I don't know, but it's entertaining, you know, with, Mm. Uh, obviously, a Gerard Butler uh, playing this Secret Service agent, uh, Aaron Eckhart as the president, and then Morgan Freeman, uh, Speaker of the as House. Well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's it's one of those again. You you throw away your critique and your reviews, and you just sit and try to enjoy a movie. And this can be entertaining for you, and it can mm-hmm. uh,
0: give you some American pride. So I'm assuming you're choosing this over White House Down. Dude, which you want to know something? Those two I, movies famously, I'm pretty sure came out same in year. The same year. They yeah, White, White House Down. Yeah. Yeah. 2012.
1: You want to know something? I sat there for 10 minutes bouncing back and forth. I didn't know which one to pick. Mm. Morgan Freegan's Freeman's the one I the reason I picked Olympus <laughs> sorry, Channing Tatum. But yeah. uh, I think I think this one is slightly better. It's, it's more been a while brutal. since I've seen That's them. For sure. yeah. Because this other is one our, is a PG thirteen
0: action yeah. movie, so this is much more brutal. But yeah,
1: so I don't know. I mean, they're very vote, even in ranking. They're both so stinking similar. Um, but yeah, this is like how you almost get like defensive. It's kind of funny for a movie because like the White House gets taken and you get like pissed. You're like, are you kidding me? Why would you mess with America? Like, you get all like up in your, you know what? And. Mm-hmm morgan freeman and gerard butler who's the villain in
0: this is this is this one this one's the one where it's north korea right and then yeah i think yeah and then dylan
1: mcdermott is the one that's been like uh, like
0: the rat honestly in the white house which yeah dude classic evil face guy guy always has evil face in every movie he's in yeah and then and then rick yoon is rick yoon that's the, the that's the leader of the north korean terrorist cell i think the main antagonist oh my gosh wait this was directed by Antoine Fuqua how did I not know that It's the director of training day how did I not know that Antoine Fuqua made that movie interesting okay yeah I I I think this is like this is a good this is in taken level for me of just like a fun action movie to turn on and watch it's Mm -hmm. just it's just very enjoyable so ambulance level I don't dog I'm I'm on the ambulance is actually just good train okay which another mention of Ambulance on this podcast sponsored me, Michael Bay. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the train of Ambulance is actually good, you know, and you'll never get me off of that.
1: That's fair. I so. haven't seen it. I, I have yet to see it. Now it's in this weird waiting stage of not in theaters, and
0: I don't want to pay 25 yeah. bucks. for I'm it. I'm sure it'll it. pop on a streaming service by the end of the year, and you can watch it. What's
1: funny is this movie has Olympus has fallen, London has fallen, and then Angel has fallen, which is actually high early, higher rated than the second one London has fallen.
0: London so, has fallen I not, sucked. I remember London has fallen sucking. I have not seen the third one.
1: It was bad. Yeah, I probably won't watch the third one. But yeah, this is your classic, like, man, how dare you attack American soil and America mm-hmm. wins again. Come on, play the mm-hmm. Star Spangled Banner. So Yeah,
0: yeah. Cue that music. Play what my is your, what is, music. What
1: is your fourth and final patriotic and America pride
0: movie? <laughs> it's not that. Um, my 4th of July movie that I think people should watch um, which is actually another based on true events movie, which I guess I, I'm lying when I say I don't normally like those movies because I've got two of the four on this list, but it is Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, I, this movie came out in 2021, um, pretty straight release to HBO Max, if I remember correctly, or may have just dropped on HBO Max, um, but it's a movie about uh, Fred Hampton, the chairman of the Black Panther Party, um, in Illinois, and how the FBI tried to take him down, um, and the shady tactics that they used of pretty much, you know, leaning on uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character, Bill O'Neill, to be an informant, and then eventually leading to what this movie characterizes, and from what I've read, what I would characterize is the FBI murdering and cold blood leaders of of the Black Panther Party in Illinois. So this is not a happy movie. This is not a movie that's going to fill you with pride for the American government specifically. The FBI is clearly the bad guy in this movie and in real life if you just read about the FBI, especially under Hoover. Um, But I, I think it's an important watch. I think it's important for people to understand race relations and to understand where we were going as a country because in this movie, I think one of the most powerful moments is they join up with a white supremacist group, essentially, the Black Panthers do, because they are able, and this happened in real life, they're able to speak to the group about what's happening with how it's not based on race, that they should be fighting each other. That's not the reason there's a problem. The problem is the classes, and the problem is the government trying to keep them separated. And it's a pretty powerful message. Um, and this movie has insane lead performances from Daniel Kulia and Lakeith Stanfield. They're both tremendous, tremendous in their roles. Uh, it, it, this movie did win two Oscars, and one of them was Daniel Kulia for Best Supporting. Um, so, and I the really other ones so. for the other ones for original song, which that's kind of a weird Oscar category, anyway. But mm-hmm. Daniel Kulia deserved to win and got the win for this. Um, and this is also the movie in which I learned Daniel Kulia was British because I heard him talking about Fred Hampton in interviews and realized that he's not an American. So he's doing an American accent every time you see him in a movie that he's portraying an American. So that's impressive. But I would encourage everybody that hasn't watched this movie to, to watch it. It's, it's pretty harrowing. It's not an easy watch and it's certainly going to make you think, but I think it's extremely important. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually just recently watched this uh, per recommendation from a good friend, uh, Wesley. And uh, yeah, it was very, very tough to watch, but very, very good. And uh, you know, Lakeith Stanfield, the uh, almost I don't know what won that year, but um, maybe should have won an Oscar for best supporting role because man, he does such a good job. And he, and I think specifically, he does such a good job like portraying the emotions in his face of the the. The hard stuck stuck between a rock and a hard place, like where he is in in, in the situations, and you, mm-hmm. you can just see it without him speaking, like the emotions that he's going through and like the decisions he's having to make, and I uh, just yeah, I thought he did a good job, and again, Kulia did an incredible job, and honestly, Jesse Plemons uh, does a very good job as the FBI agent, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily even the antagonist of this film, kind of like,
0: no, he's not obvious,
1: obviously using Stanfield, but also like. Kind of under the grasp of J. Edgar Hoover and being cuff.
0: used himself in exactly. a way that he doesn't
1: like. Um, Ex- yeah, exactly. You know, and, and even Bill O'Neill, the, the real life uh, man, you know, was, and this correct me if I'm wrong. He even like looked up to this to Roy Mitchell, this FBI agent and, and viewed him as a um, a man that, you know, he, he kind of was friends that's, with. Almost. That's the way
0: that it, it seemed in the movie um and then the way that the whole arrest and, and the end goes down is just it's tough it's Man, tough. Was, but was
1: hoover was hoover really like that
0: yes yeah, gum. yes absolutely yeah gum um, i would challenge anybody to point to me that j edgar hoover was good for this country because you look at the things that he did to people and you can see that he was not so yeah i i I've, you mentioned how what won well the this is the weird thing is the two leads in this movie were both nominated for supporting actor because they both kind of split screen time so kaluuya oh and, i didn't even catch that and stanfield were both nominated for supporting honestly mm-hmm. i probably would have given it to stanfield over Kaluya if i if I were giving out the Oscar. I don't think there's anything wrong with Kaluuya winning, but that's just how good Stanfield is in this movie. Absolutely. Um, and another kind of breakthrough thing for the Academy, this was the first all-Black producing team nominated for Best Picture. Um, Shocker King, Charles D. King, and Ryan Coogler, who is a fantastic director in his own right, um, were, not, were nominated for Best Picture. And, you know, they're the ones that were behind it. So this and is- isn't-
1: wasn't this movie also the first movie to have two uh, black people nominated for an Oscar, like it connected to the same film.
0: I, I, or maybe not 100% a supporting sure role on that, specifically. I, I think that you could be right on that. This movie, it, it deserves the recognition that it got. So I would recommend anybody go out and watch it. But if you're yeah, looking for,
1: I'd almost give Stanfield, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't nominated for lead role. I feel like Stanfield was kind of the, the yeah. main guy just, sometimes
0: they just do weird stuff like that where they put them mm-hmm. both in supporting and then you know obviously one of them's gotta lose but yeah i i anyway i i would again encourage everybody to go out and watch this movie it's yeah it's very good absolutely and it's on hbo max right now yep
1: yep that's what i just watched on but uh well, awesome this has been episode 18 4th of july movies we've given you plenty of options so there is no excuse if you're sitting at home bored not knowing what to do because we've given you
0: actually a pretty good variety of movies uh, to watch um, probably watch them during the day though watching movies at night on fourth of july is tough because it's too loud fireworks also so. you just have fomo like just bro go outside and watch the fireworks yeah look at the sky my guy
1: come on yep this has been episode 18 of what do you want to watch Thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. See you later. Bye.